And I'm Andrew Papadopoulos. Welcome to the NFL 20 podcast. One of the top four NFL podcasts in the greater Whetstone area. Hmm. Um, okay. Good. So here we are. It is week five. Well, we just had week five of the NFL season. And uh, emotional times were had. Indeed. By everyone who watched them. Which is mostly not me. Except for like half a game. It's quite good though. Because they're on like really early morning for you. Aren't they? Like really early. Not exactly. The first game starts at 10.30 at night. They're the 6pm games. And it goes all the way through till 9.30am. Oh right. Oh, that's proper beastly. Yeah. So I usually... I've been falling asleep at 10. Waking up at... 5.30 or 6 and go to training so I'm missing the morning game as well man that's sorry late night game that is hardcore like training in the morning at 5am what the fuck no I train at 6 I just wake up at 5.30 for it wow is it, is it because it gets so hot in India or something <laughs> well, I just... it's also because it's work oh got it um, well that's good that's good I'm glad you're having fun Another Skype podcast. This is, I think this is the third Skype podcast in in uh, NFL 20 history. Indeed, and this one is coming from your computer again, which means that if I sound like a robot, that is Andrew's fault for buying a cheap Mac. <laughs> yes, Robert, Robert Ambrish is here, and he's going to give us his numbers, because last time you said the system wasn't ready yet, but now it will be ready. In a way. <laughs> okay. In a far more accurate way, though. It's partially right. Okay, alright. Well, you know, sort of like a half-baked cake is better than no cake. Um, So, what we're going to do this week is we're going to break down just a couple of the games from this weekend, and we're going to look ahead to some other games coming up next week, including the Thursday night game, which is a NFC South hoedown. So we're going to start off with the greatest game of all time. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, we're not. That's that's we're, we're not. Gonna, I'm sorry, guys. We're not going to do that game because uh, by the system, those are the two worst teams in the league. Or as Ken Koyanagi puts it, the toilet bowl. Toilet bowl. It was uh, it was a thriller. But uh, what our actual first game is is Denver at Oakland. Denver at Oakland, and the first yeah. line that Ambrose has written in our notes is Peyton fail. So it's not so much about this game, but it's more generally how he's not quite playing the way he did last year. Uh, partly because of the change in the offense they're playing, the Gary Kubiak offense, doesn't really fit him that well. What do you mean? He's been doing all kinds of stuff, like standing under center rather than taking the shotgun. I believe we discussed in the last podcast as well how they're, they're trying to make him play a totally different way, and it doesn't really work as well for him. You're saying Peyton Manning is a shotgun quarterback? <laughs> I'm saying Peyton Manning is not the youngest man anymore, and with all the injuries he's had, and with a team with no running game at all, it's not. His, the offense isn't quite that good. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt that Peyton Manning's arm is uh, is dying a bit, unfortunately. Um, it's looking a bit wobbly out there. He's floating. Well, he's floating passes. Yeah, I mean, you say his arm is dying, but you know, so is he, and so are all of you. Let's take a moment just to reflect on the, uh, the sadness of life. Uh, 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 
I thought you said all of you as if you were immortal. <laughs> so what all of you? Did you not know that? Oh uh, no, I didn't. I didn't realize. That's why you look yeah. so young. Yeah, you know, you know the documentary Highlander. It's based on my life. Oh man, that's why you got that beard to cover up your your patches of immortality on your yeah. face. I am immortal. I have inside me blood of kings. Blood of kings, very good. Um, just like Peyton does, I'm sure. Only now it's old blood. Yeah. You know who else is old? Charles Woodson. He's an old man. He's yeah. 39. Just one year younger than Peyton. Man. And they had a little. Uh, they had a little powwow after the game on Sunday with Peyton, yeah. I believe, giving uh, Woodson a bit of shit for picking him off twice the shit being that he threw two touchdowns on Woodson last year so they should call it even <laughs> yeah so Woodson actually said that uh, his, he actually only turned 39 in the week leading up to the game and he said as a birthday present he'd love to have a pick on Peyton Manning because he'd never had one despite being drafted in the same class 4,000 years ago <laughs> and Peyton yes. gave him a present and went that's okay here's another one yeah, what, so, a, what a nice guy. Two picks to Woodson. Two picks to Woodson. Uh, well done. The, but the Raiders still contrived to lose the game by uh, making mistakes. And also, the Broncos' defense was, again, quite uh, quite monstrous. Yeah, their D is coming together really well this year. Is there is there a defensive coordinator, Wade Phillips? It is, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, he's just a really, really good defensive coordinator. Like, I mean, everyone knew it already, but just confirming it, he is well good. Yeah, I think uh, there was a little bit of stink on him when he was at Dallas. Mm. Yeah, he did look a little bit frazzled in Dallas. But everyone tends to look frazzled after a while in Dallas because there's so much pressure, and Jerry Jones is always like, whatever. Just saying crazy shit. Yeah. I mean, I always thought he was actually quite a good head coach, but... I mean, either way, he's a very good defensive coach, and I think because he hadn't, because he was kind of seen as unpopular from the Dallas effect, he yeah. Yeah. he has been given a job where they weren't really expecting him, and everyone went like, "Oh, we forgot how good he is as a defensive coach, especially." So the defense did the job. They picked off Derek Carr just the once, and and they also um they also strip strip sacked him. Von Miller strip sacked him. Um. And that was that was pretty much enough. After after a couple of missed field goal attempts to um, to tie the game up for the Broncos, who are yeah, now didn't didn't see Bass, Sebastian Janikowski miss one field goal regularly, and the second one where he just kicked it into the into the defensive line. Yeah, excellent um, work. I mean, classic first round stud uh, draft pickup guy. Was he a first rounder? Yeah. Oh my god, I can't. I forgot that. Al Davis. Indeed, indeed. Al Davis and Jerry Jones. They are. They are. The old breed of owner. Crazy old man. Who doesn't like to look at any evidence or anything when considering their their draft picks. Uh, Yeah. As Al Davis used to say, just miss, baby. Just miss, baby. (laughs) He's still quite popular with Oakland fans, Al Davis, actually. Oh, yeah. He turned the team. Like, he created a dynasty they were huge back in the 90s and they had a couple of other previous runs that were very successful as well to uh, to underline this game though uh, it was a Broncos D all the way 
Uh, Broncos offensive line playing terribly, and Peyton Manning looking a bit old, wasn't it? Yeah, so just to clarify, by the way, the final score of the game was 16 to Denver Broncos and 10 to Oakland Raiders. Yes, and only uh, 27 yards, uh, I think. Hang on a second. No, wait a second, it was 43 yards uh, in rushing, in total. By two running backs for the Denver. By Denver, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, the whole off season, Denver were talking about how, like Gary Kubiak as well, was really making a point about how they're going to be this run-based offense, and how Peyton's not going to—it's not going to be the same offense at all. It'll be different. It is different. It's terrible. That's what it is. Mm. Well, there you go. Denver. Uh, wait, they are five and zero, right? They are five and zero somehow. Somehow Denver have managed to keep winning despite having essentially no offence and squeaking games out right near the end. One would presume that eventually they will lose a match. Uh, who have they got next week? Denver are playing against the Cleveland Browns. Oh, man, the Browns beat all the good teams. So, Robert Denver uh, win by nearly eight points, and the Browns only beat terrible Ravens. Yeah, that was an interesting game that we're not going to talk about. Yeah. Well, I can't see that. They've got to be delighted. They've got to be delighted, and uh, I think. But I think people are starting to um, get a bit worried about Peyton, despite some sort of uh, media sources trying to make out that he's absolutely fine. Um, so we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Before sooner rather than later, we'll probably be talking on this podcast about uh, the Broncos' first defeat. Um, cool. To the next game. To this game. The next game we're going to review is the Seattle Seahawks at Cincinnati Bengals. A very emotionally charged game in which Andy Dalton stepped out of the shadow of Trent Dilfer and became... <laughs> Trent Dilfer. No, became... Uh, well, well, you weren't very impressed because you watched the first half only, right? Yeah. And uh, what was that looking like? So, I mean, throughout the first half... He spent a lot of time making passes to an extent, but a lot of the time he was relying on the offensive line, giving him a lot of time. He, he looked a little bit out of sorts. He was missing a lot of passes. He was kind of... He was relying a lot on the players around him. He's, he's a game manager, let's be honest. Yeah, but he's uh, he's one of the uh, he's one of the highest-rated QBs in the NFL right now in terms of just actual rating. Uh-huh. And... Uh, some people even think that he's in the he's in, he probably won't be at the end of the year, but he's in the early MVP candidate conversation, which is a bit ridiculous. But uh, uh, well, <laughs> but uh, not me. Uh, yeah. No, because, that's that. He's not going to be MVP. Uh, he reminds me of a uh, you know in um, you know in like those cartoons you have a guy who's like sort of driving a massive mech. And he's got like this is the guy in a little cockpit, but the mech is huge and it's got rockets on its arms and it like can fly and stuff. That's like what Andy Dalton is because like he's got a great O line, he's got two good running backs, he's got a bunch of really good receivers. It's just like and he's just a dude in the cockpit being like, wow, this is great. They've really they've really done a good job of kind of kitting him out, haven't they? Yeah, it's definitely true that he's doing very well given the circumstances of him being surrounded by awesome players. Yeah, they're five and zero as well now. Andy Dalton, he's probably looking forward to the playoffs already. You know, uh, where he can lose in the first game as usual. 
that would be that would be really I would love that in a way but it would also be a little bit sad because although I, I kind of hate Andy Dalton I also kind of you know feel a bit bad for him because you know he does do good things sometimes but you know in general he's he's just he's just sort of seen as a yeah like you said a sort of game manager um, yeah but he's it's uh, so I've managed to pull up the ESPN player rankings. Andy Dalton is rated second. Second? What do you mean? Yeah, second best quarterback. Oh my god! End of the world. So uh, it's number five. That's right. It's Josh McCown. Oh my god! Well, as we all know, Josh McCown is a massive stud who you cannot stop. See the Ravens game. <laughs> we had so many injuries. Anyway, I'm not gonna talk about the Ravens. Um, so many injuries. But um, so uh, it was. It was. This was a. It was a, a, show, a showcase game for the Cincinnati Bengals. They went down early to a team that was in the Super Bowl last year, and uh, they they flip reversed it. Um, they ended up running out 27-24 winners in overtime, I believe. Indeed, and. Uh... I mean, this is the but Seattle have really stepped their game up as well since they got Cam Chancellor back. They're actually looking like they're going to win a few games oh, yeah. as they have. Mm, it's true. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I was just going to talk about Cincinnati, but um, still terrible O line, still awful. But Cam Chancellor made a big difference, and I and I saw a bit of this game, and it was all uh, he was there, man. He was making some. He made some great open field tackles. He's clearly just a boss. Clearly, Marshall Lynch should be the uh, general manager of Seattle because he would have just given him a new contract straight away Peter Man wait sorry Marshawn who? I don't even think he's on the team anymore right? because we're rolling in the deep he's been uh, he's been eaten by Thomas Rawls who has now uh, imbibed all his powers with none of his injuries Um, yes Thomas Rawls uh, 169 yards and a touchdown on 23 carries and uh, guess who was playing against him in fantasy me so yeah that was good (laughs) Well, in the other fantasy league, I managed to pick him up and put him on my bench. Oh, man. Your bench must have caught fire. No, because the rest of them were terrible. I had a terrible week in that league. They doused it. Um, yeah. Well, going going back going back to the Bengals momentarily, the uh, the Richard Sherman, who we all know is, uh, you know, the best. Don't you ever talk about me! Don't you open your mouth about the best! He was sat on AJ Green. Um... So he didn't have a great game, but uh, Andy Dalton, unfortunately uh, for Seattle, Andy Dalton has another good receiver named Tyler Eifert, who caught two touchdowns. That was, a, that was a decent performance by him. Yeah, Marvin Jones picked up a few yards as well here and there. Yeah, Marvin's a good player. He just he just kind of he was injured for a long ass time. Yeah. Everyone forgot he existed. <laughs> um, but he's he's still there. See, that's what I mean. Like Cincinnati, just they're just quite good, aren't they? They're, they're the best team in the AFC North. They just are, aren't they? They're ranked fifth by the rank by my system, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are ranked eighth and are second best in the division. Uh, Cincinnati have gone five and zero, whereas Seattle are currently two and three, which isn't quite what we expected before the season started. Yeah, man, it's tough times up there in Washington. But do you expect things to continue this way, or are you anticipating Seattle to make like this massive comeback? and make a run in the Super Bowl once you have Cincinnati find a way to make it to the playoffs as a wild card and lose in the first game 
Uh, no, I actually, I actually expect. Well, I don't know if Seattle, Seattle probably will make the playoffs, but I don't think they'll make the Super Bowl again because I think their problem is just like they had, just, they had, just, they just have O line problems, and I think that although unless they figure out a way, unless they bring in Belichick to make Russell Wilson, um, <laughs> like I mean, as in you know, because they can, they should find out how to use Russell Wilson properly because he can survive behind that terrible O line, but he can't like, really thrive. So I don't think they'll have a great year. Whereas I think Cincinnati probably will um, get in the playoffs and win a playoff game. Uh, on that bombshell, let's go on to the third preview game. So this was another little bit of Thursday night delight. The yes. Indianapolis Colts who went to Houston to play against the Texans. Exactly. So yeah. JJ Watt, the JJ Watt don't. Indeed. Or as it might soon be known, the Brian Hoyer dome. Yes, Brian Hoyer had another one of his periodic very good games where everyone goes, man, he's quite good, isn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, before inevitably he will play badly again in like a couple of weeks and given the Texans now probably hate Ryan Mallett um, you know where are they going to go but that's a problem for a few weeks time so Colts 27 you know I, think, Col- I think if you were an American football player you'd totally be Ryan Mallett you'd be standing on the sidelines sulking and bitching after being cut that's just, being that's, that's just completely not true <laughs> like, that's totally true dude just like in fantasy when you moan whenever anything happens uh, I mean, like, you know, that's not what Ryan Mallett is doing, first of all. He's not playing well, and then he's being a bad teammate. Let's go to the game. Colts 20, hey. sorry, Colts 27, Texans 20. And, um, well, uh, Ryan Mallett actually got taken out of the game because of an injury. Well, he got hit hard. Uh, yeah. And uh, and he was taken out. But then uh, Brian Hoyer instantly just set, set, that, set that, that turf on fire. And... Uh, yeah. Coach didn't, want to, coach didn't want to take him out of the game so uh, Ryan Mallett was a bit like the fuck man why do you want to give me a scantron um, you know that's I forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> don't make me get my scantron uh, during sorry yeah, just before he got drafted during one of the exams in his university Ryan Mallett got up and went yo who want to give Ryan Mallett a scantron which I've now learned, I believe, is one of those pieces of paper that you fill out for multiple choice tests. Okay. Right? I, th- I thought it was a piece of mathematical equipment, like a protractor, or something like that. But I mean, what, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can I can check this. Uh, yeah. So uh, Brian Hoyer came on and immediately started closing the gap on the Colts, who were already. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but they were 17 or 20 points ahead. Yeah. They were they were well ahead. And it looked at one point like they might even make the comeback, but they ran out of time in the end. Yeah. But it was really impressive to see Hoyer actually playing like a football player again. He did, 312 yards. Not bad. He, didn't, he missed the first quarter as well. Yeah, what an absolute beast. He was, uh, he was using DeAndre Hopkins, using him. He also, he, also, he also sort of overthrew him at one point for an obvious touchdown and then forced yeah. the throw to him that was picked off. Whoops. Um, but, uh, so... so that, pick, that pick was pretty much the only really bad pass that Hoyer made. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's... Yeah, 24 of 31 isn't bad. That's his, that was his final stat line, Brian Hoyer. Indeed. And uh, the G-Hop, DeAndre Hopkins, had 169 yards. I know. That's kind of unbelievable. It's massive. It's a massive amount of yards. Especially considering he doesn't really have a very good quarterback 
Hey, but he's, he's doing Calvin Johnson. As in, I want to say he's doing Calvin Johnson. I mean, like he's he's producing with mediocre quarterbacks. Well, Calvin Johnson only produced with one, two, three quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, it was Sean Hill and who was the other guy who came in at one point? Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Was it was he was it also John Kitner? Do you remember John Kitner? Yeah, John Kitner was great, man. He was a good backup. He was a quite a good backup. And he sort of, he just sort of quietly retired. He looked like a potato. Yeah. Him and CJ Spiller, the potato yeah, brothers. But... <laughs> yeah, Kitner was really old when he retired. But yeah. okay, so going back to the game. Let's talk about John <laughs> Kitner. <laughs> Speaking of players who are really old. Yes. Matt I was surprised he wasn't playing for the Colts in this game. But everyone in the Colts team who went off seemed to be 100,000 million years old, including, yeah. but not limited to, Matt Hasselbeck, Frank Gore, and Andre Johnson. Oh he's, yes, he still plays. He's back, he's back. I think it was going back to his old team that revitalised him, and he just thought, nah man, I've got to show these bitches that I ain't done. So he caught two touchdowns uh, for uh, 77 yards, which is pretty decent. And Frank Gore ran for nearly 100 yards and a touchdown as well. Oh, here it is, here it is. And uh, Matty Haas was his economical best with uh, 213 yards and two touchdowns with no turnovers. Success for him. Success for him. Yeah. Um, I th- I'm not sure what the deal is with uh, Andrew Luck, but I think he was just held out as a precaution. Yeah. Well, it looks like the gamble might have paid off given that he didn't get injured and he is available for the big game that we're going to talk about soon. Soon to, be, soon to be unleashed. Um, so, what are the what are the standings now? Are these teams both two and three? Uh, no, that is not correct at all. The Colts are on three and two, oh. and the Texans are on one and four. Oh, sorry, I was exactly wrong. <laughs> one either way. So, so this this so this one brings the Colts up to a winning record. Indeed, yeah, this doesn't look good. But they're in a division that's basically terrible. Yeah, is, hasn't every single other team in their division got a losing record? Yeah. Uh, they have losing records. They're all one in four. Oh, wow. So the Colts are in prime position for the AFC South. Again. Despite, uh, despite their shonky record, beasts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, despite their shonky start. It was, uh, well, it's quite it's, it's quite good in this game. That, that I mean, I think they kind of, in general managed to do quite a good job protecting Matty Haas which was um, which was the problem in the, in the early part of the season their offensive line just sucked but now they've got uh, they, they, they had to deal with JJ Watt on Sunday Indeed. Sorry, th- and the Thursday on Thursday and um, they, they did a pretty good job of just uh, shutting him up and, and, and ripping open some holes for Frank Gore yeah rip those holes etc um, yeah so uh, maybe the Colts have turned it around maybe they are just going to cruise now uh, I'm not convinced but okay so according to the rankings unfortunately I haven't been able to do the full season projection for them yet mm. but I'll, I'll have that done by next week and but, but by the rankings Indianapolis are ranked 17th Ooh. the Titans are ranked 20th the Texans are ranked 21st and the Jags are ranked 32nd, of course. 
they will never they will never get off 30 seconds in your positions will they just never um, like two years ago when they were 31st they crawled up out of the sludge um, but um, well it looks like the Colts are in a good position in the AFC South at least and uh, whether or not they uh, finish you know 8-8 eight and eight, whatever it will still probably be good enough won't it uh, so the other thing to remember is, so I haven't been able to update this yet, but the Colts, by winning the division last year, due to the slightly skewed and, dare I say, screwed up uh, system that NFL uses to create the schedule, they'll have two games against other teams that won the division, whereas a team like the Jags is going to have two games against teams that lost the division. More importantly, the Titans is going to have two games against teams that came third in the division, which might be enough for them to catch up you mean the games will be easier yes yeah potentially I'm surprised the the, the, te- the Titans are 1-4 because it felt like with Marcus Mariota like generally they felt quite positive about themselves so it felt, it felt like they had like at least two wins yeah so they're kind of mid-table they're in 20th whereas the Colts are 17th so yeah not I don't 1-4 is maybe maybe reflective on their quality maybe they deserve to be 2-3 and three. As opposed to one and four. So this is on your rankings, which is decided by. It's decided by a combination of the scores, the the points scored, points allowed, and last year's ranking or previous ranking, basically. Okay, fair enough. Because obviously that that yeah that, that makes sense. I mean they're not that far apart in terms of quality, but in terms of actual wins, they are pretty far apart. Indeed. That's the Colts have been squeaking out a couple of wins. Well, shall yeah. we... Uh... money by doing so. <laughs> yes, that's why the NFL exists. Um, shall we shall we whiz forward to the Prev ways, as I've written on our little... <laughs> Indeed. The, the preview. In a segue on the Prev way. Segway on the Prev way. There you go. No, no segue required it is within that word. Um, so to, to, to the previews of next week's game, shall we, shall we do... Shall we do... The Colts game first. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Wait, that's not it's Monday. It's not Monday night football, is it? Don't you mean? Uh, sure. Why not? But it's Sunday night football. Sunday. Oh, Sunday. The dude, I didn't sing that right at all. Sound Come of back. a deflating ball. If you leave that in, I will kill you. <laughs> yeah. I think you can leave that bit in though. Yeah. Okay. We always we always have little sing songs. In our I usually, usually sing better than that, which is why I'm refusing to let that stay in. Okay, fine. Well, I'll, I'll take it out. Um, so shall we? Yeah, let's do the. Um, let's go. Let's whiz forward to the the new New England at Indianapolis game. <gasps> dun dun. That's the bowl gazi or the deflate game. The deflate game. It is. Yeah, it's gonna be. Everyone's gonna be checking the stadium for for little locker room attendants in hoodies, mini Belichick yeah. minions. So the Patriots are five. Sorry, they're not five and zero. Oh, they're four and zero. Oh. Uh, they're 4-0. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, they they're 4-0 because they had a bye week. They had a bye week. They, they won. They won. They beat that bye week. Uh, they're they're 4-0, but they um they've had uh, some interesting contests. They beat the Steelers, who were on, on the opening night, who were slightly beset by injuries slash suspensions, and uh, seemed a little bit underprepared, which was weird. Uh, then they beat the Bills, which was a solid win. Uh, well, they won uh, 40 to 32 in that game. Yes. It's still only one score technically. Yeah, yeah, true. And I believe the Bills P 
penalised themselves with a few penalties there. Uh, they beat your favourite. But actually, that game was the Patriots were quite far ahead. The Bills kind of pulled back towards yeah. the end. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And Tyrod showed his showed his stuff. Um, and then they beat the Jags. Time, London Jaguars. London Jaguars, and uh, then this past weekend they just beat, they knocked off the Brandon Whedon-led Dallas Cowboys. Slam. So, arguably, a bit like the Broncos, their their flawless record is a little bit um, not legit. Um, I wouldn't go that far. I'd say part of the reason why they've done so well against these apparently weaker teams is that they've kind of made them look weak by being amazing because they are definitely the best team in the league right now I don't think there's any debate about that right. you always love them I, I think I think they're a very good team I, that doesn't mean that I have to like them Bill Belichick is a genius yeah. he might be he might be a dirty rotten cheat but he's very good at certain things which I mean I've always gone on about how he's very good at taking players and finding a space for them in the team and kind of using their strengths to build something around. And he also is a specialist in negating one part of an opposing team's offense. So what's it going to be? What's it going to be this week? Do you, do you try and negate, like, T.Y. Hilton or something? What do, you, what, do you, what do you do? Well, as long as he leaves Dante Moncrief alone, I don't really mind. <laughs> uh, I don't think he'd be the one... <laughs> Guys, we've got to stop Dante Moncrief. Well, I think with the Colts, you can... Uh, I mean, Luck isn't having a great season, and if I were him, I think it's a good way to do it, is just uh, jam the run and force Luck to throw a little bit more and see if he can do it successfully, because he has thrown a few picks this year, much more so than previous years. So test him out, see what he does. Isn't that mostly <laughs> because he's been under a lot of pressure from defensive ends, etc.? I wouldn't go. I wouldn't say it's just that. I think it's a bit more complicated than that. He's not had a great season generally. I mean, the line is terrible. That's a fact. But he's also had like he's been hobbled by the the young receiver. What's his name? Oh yes, Andre Johnson, being kind of slow and not getting as much distance from his receivers as he normally would. And T. Y. Hilton had injuries as well. So he hasn't had a lot of options around him. Is, uh, is, is is there a chance that the Colts could win? Uh, there is a chance. There's always a chance. Do you want me to tell you the chance? Tell you the chance. Okay. The chance is... 25%. Because I think this will be one of those games where, like, even though, obviously, New England is probably better, um, it'll, be a, it'll be a hot atmosphere. It'll be like one of those kind of it be like a cup game in football, like where everything's just going a bit crazy and all the form can kind of go out the window a little bit. So this is a game where I would be interested in betting on the Colts. Well, the Colts are currently, for, for one of your pounds, you will get five back if they win. Huh. Are you going to... So if we, if we, if we um, predict this game, you know, you and me, would you go for the Patriots? I would definitely think the Patriots are going to win that game. Right, I'll, 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 I would go, I would go for the Colts just to make things interesting because we agreed on everything last time. Uh, would you like to call that a bet, sir? <laughs> yeah, why not? How hey, are we doing with that, that by the way? How are we doing with that this year? Is it still uh, just so one nil to you? One bet. 
we've had one bet I think and I've won that one nil to Ambrush okay we've got to get more of these in indeed it's hard it's hard it's hard when my you know my NFL watching body is in India it's hard to have those and that's when we come up with those bets you know when we're sitting on that sofa talking crap (laughs) indeed Uh, so yeah I'm going to go I'm going to go for the Colts um, you know in a sort in a sort of weird game and uh, the Patriots I think are going to be sent running with their with their tails deflated tails tucked between their legs Uh, we all know that's not going to happen because the Patriots are going to win that game okay Um, let's uh, let's go to let's go to the next Prevoy which would be let's do the Thursday night game yeah Hotlanta one second Hotlanta against New Orleans the first note I've written is uh, Drew Brees will play like shit again that's what I've written um, which, okay. uh, well the reason I wrote that is a bit unfair actually it's because I've got Brandon Cooks in fantasy and he's not getting the he's not getting the numbers but Brees has not got much time to throw which is you know kind of a common thing this year he got he, got, yeah. he ended up he ended up with a lot a lot of yards I believe it was 335 in the last game against uh, Philly but I think a lot of that was garbage yeah well they only scored like 17 points right mm, yeah he was um, oh. yeah he yeah. was he's basically I don't think uh, I don't think the uh, the Saints are doing a very good job this year with the receivers and uh, they're not also they're also not they're not Doing a fat, they're not doing a terrible job on the ground, I guess, but they're not doing great either. I mean, no, they're not. That's right. Your man Willie Sneed, though, your man Willie Sneed, six passes, 141 yards. That's not bad. Against, indeed, indeed. Against Philadelphia, uh, he's but he's he's not he's not he's not outstanding though. He's Brandon Cooks was meant to be the outstanding player in that offense, <laughs> but he's, yeah, he's, well, right now the guy who's standing out is Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed, yeah, who knew? Um, so uh, the Saints have been—they've uh, been stuttering on offense. The defense yeah. has been terrible, though. Indeed, uh, this is what happens when you have uh, professional wrestler Rob Ryan as your defensive coordinator. You never uh, like that. I mean, it's the system has already got it rated as one of the worst teams in the league. I think they've managed to still be not as bad as a couple of teams. That include, but are not limited to the. I've gone to the wrong week, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, that include, but are not limited to teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that is all. Yeah. I heard there was a. I heard there was a comedic. Um, there was a comedic uh, moment in the Eagles game. Uh, on defense for the Saints when uh, Sean Payton slash Rob Ryan whoever um, used a timeout when the Eagles got into the red zone because they couldn't figure out what to do um, but then uh, <laughs> they scored a they scored a touchdown on the next play anyway um, so it's like the 500, 519 net yards that was what they allowed to the Eagles on the wow. Yeah, apparently Sean Payton and Rob Ryan were kind of at each other again on the sideline, a yeah. bit more quietly and a bit less obviously. But yeah, those two aren't going to stay together very long. That's one of them is going to be leaving that team, and it might be before the end of the season. Ooh, 
Presumably it'll be Ryan who leaves, not Sean Payton. Well, there's some talk that Miami might be offering Sean Payton a job, but they're, they're looking quite keen to inquire about him. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's what the rumour mill. Oh, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear that rumour. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, because didn't Miami get rid of that guy? Joe Philbin, yeah, they got rid of him. Oh, they, got rid of, they got rid of... Yeah, Phil. Phil Philbin, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah Joe Philbin. Uh, yeah, I, got, you know, I always like to call him Phil. But, um, so... <laughs> As opposed to Joe, which is his name. Phil Bin. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Bin. <laughs> um, well, uh, in, uh, well, of course, in uh, Islamic countries, although if you have an Islamic name, hmm. yeah, his name might be like Phil Bin Joe, because his name Joe. is Phil, and his dad's name was Joe. Yeah. Bin means son of. Son of Joe. There you go. Um, Phil, son of Joe. <laughs> we should call him that if he ever comes back to the league. Phil, son of Joe. That's superb. So uh, we've we've made fun of um, we've made fun of New Orleans and sort of lamented their ineptitude on both sides of the ball. But what about Hot Lanta? Mm. Apparently, the greatest running back of all time is a man who I unfortunately I'm going to talk about my fantasy team. I drafted him and then I dropped him and then he ran for four million yards. Devonta Freeman, what a beast! Who yeah, knew? Who knew? Devonta Freeman. Well, we've got we've got we, we we looked at his numbers, his rushing numbers, and in the last three games he's got. Do you want to say the last five games, how he started this excellent season? Okay, all right, fine. Because that, that does actually shed some light on why you chucked him. Because I would have done the same. Okay, so first game, 18 yards. Next game, 25 yards. This is terrible. <laughs> ambush, ambush at this point drops Devontae Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> Can but, you blame me? No. Game game three, 141 yards rushing. This is just the rushing totals, by the way. This isn't including uh, some, some decent receiving outings he's had. Um, game after that, 68 yards, a bit more tame. Uh, and uh, this past Sunday against the Washington Redskins, 153 yards on the ground. I think in the 68-yard game, he might have had three touchdowns, though. Yeah, he had three touchdowns in the 141-yard game as well. <laughs> so, like, it was just insanity. Like, So he, had, he only had one touchdown this weekend. I don't know how you can run 150 oh, yards. 153 he's, yards. He's playing so badly, he only had one touchdown. I know. Dry spell, dry spell for Devontae Freeman. <laughs> He's like, "Where's my, where's my Peter, man? Pay me, man." Um, yeah, like, but so uh, I'm not sure what the deal is with Devontae Freeman um, because he's had three straight huge games now. Um, but I never, he was so mediocre. He's not even a rookie. He he, he was just mediocre for the rest of his life. Um, yeah, well, Atlanta are doing very well. They, I mean, you got to remember they do have Julio Jones as this like fantastic receiver there just taking all the attention and Leonard Hankerson has also been playing quite well yeah so, Hankerson Hankerson former 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 Redskins player interestingly yeah Drafted. I mean Julio Jones is having an insane season as well he's already received 545 yards worth of receptions yeah that's quite a lot isn't it in like essentially he's been a little bit hobbled in the last uh, uh, two games as well not exactly hobbled but just kind of not 100% Still averaging over 100 yards a game. Still averaging over 100 yards a game, that's true. No, it's more impressive because he's been injured a little bit for the last two, so that's, that's yeah. Yeah, it's impressive. Um, impressive. Um, do you, so, do you think he is the best receiver in the league right now? Um, like this season? Yeah, outside of the slight hamstring concerns, which he always had, to be honest. Um, yeah, I do. Yeah. Boost! Can't cover him. Can't cover him, won't cover him, especially if you're New Orleans. <laughs> it's just like, oh dear. 
So are you? Is that you predicting a bit of a whitewash there? Yeah, I mean, I can't see the way. I can't see the way that New Orleans will be able to win this game really because the defense has been playing pretty well too. They've been getting turnovers. The Atlanta defense. So okay. well, so the system and the bookies pretty much agree on this one, where we both have Atlanta to win only by three points. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a huge blowout. Um, okay, you th- you sounded like it was going to be a huge blowout, uh, to be honest, from what you were talking. Yeah, fair enough. But like you know, Atlanta still haven't convinced me that they're like some sort of great team, like that can just crush you. You know, they they do still make a few mistakes, and they were sort of you know <clears throat> they were sort of struggling against Washington, uh, even though they were at home for like the uh, you know the first part of the game. Before they so you're saying started. that they're a bad team despite being five and zero. No, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying that they're five and zero, but they're not completely awesome. Even though some aspects of them are awesome. So saying that they're five and zero, but they maybe don't deserve to be five and zero. Yeah, but I think they deserve to be five and zero more than the Broncos do. Yeah, well, yeah, fair <clears> enough. Yeah, in the battle of shitty five and zero teams, I think uh, Hotlanta would win. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for Atlanta. Um, and uh, so it looks like it looks like we unfortunately agree on that one. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, as long as they can uh, keep the squeeze on Drew Brees, they should be able. To, <laughs> oh yeah, they should be able to force a few turnovers because eventually, I think eventually, like if you've got if you've got both a running back that's insane and Julio Jones, um, like the, against a bad defense, like it's eventually going to result in some some points. Yeah. But I mean, the, it's going to. I think this could turn into a shootout. It's entirely possible. Mm, it's true. Let's hope so. Pshaw, pshaw. Yeah. In fact, I think it might be projected. Yeah, I believe I'm projecting that as the highest-scoring game this week. Ah. Which is unusual because Thursday night games are usually lower scoring than other games. Is that is that a thing? That is a thing. Oh wow! And uh, half time of this game, I'm sure. Uh, what will happen is Sean Payton will float out of the Superdome via an umbrella and float off to Miami and Rob Ryan will be instated as the head coach of New Orleans and everyone will groan. That's much more likely that Rob Ryan will be fired out of a cannon. Oh yeah, through the, through the stadium, through the domed roof. That would be so funny if he was fired out of a cannon but it hit Sean Payton who was floating with his umbrella and he fought in midair. <laughs> yeah, like like an episode of Family Guy or something. Like, with the sort of... I like punching effects. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, <clears throat> well, should we move on? Let's uh, let's let's get out of that cartoony fantasy and move on to our last preview game, which is going to be what? It's going to be the Arizona Cardinals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. There you go. The Pittsburgh Steelers, beneficiaries of some great running by Le'Veon Bell, some great last Indeed, second. Some last minute, last second even, not last, even minute. It was last. It was literally the last second. Just bam. And, but uh, did you hear about the uh, is it the 17 second 26 second contro- controversy no there was an accidental clock runoff which shouldn't have happened in during like the, just before the last drive which ran I think it was 17 seconds off the clock oh, but wow. the referees didn't notice it oh wow so what's what's the what's the implication there that the, like the Steelers wanted to score with time running out or that so who, who lost out there? The Chargers? So, theoretically the Chargers, but the Steelers had to really rush to make that score, but they'd have probably had a bit more time to do it 
had the clock been mm. at the correct time. Yeah. If the Steelers would have lost that game, mm. then I think this would be a much bigger story right now. Like you, this would be everywhere. No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, good point. I didn't know that. Wow. No, yeah, it was um, it was pretty tight. Uh, I, I was I was not surprised they went for the run, but I was surprised they went for like a kind of. <clears throat> it was like a sort of a. Like a, almost like not a screen handoff, but like kind of like, basically they handed the ball off to Le'Veon like quite far back. I would have thought that it was going to be one of those jobs where <clears throat> you just kind of like get the get the quarterback, he stands up and he just holds the ball in position, and Le'Veon just sort of charges in and picks the ball uh-huh. up basically right behind the center's ass. I was thought it was going to be one of those, but no, Le'Veon was like given the ball with like <laughs> like four yards of space to like dance around him, and he just about yeah. managed to lean over. But- Sometimes that's a more effective way, especially the runner like Le'Veon, who's not necessarily as big, but he's very smart and he cuts well. Yeah. So he can kind of see his gaps and find them and cut through them and score and win the game with technically 17 seconds left. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a good performance from Le'Veon. Um, I think it was 111 yards rushing he had in the end to go with a, a good a good amount. Nelson good amount of receiving yards as well um, so should we move on to the game that they're going to play next week yes well that'll be an interesting matchup actually Le'Veon against the stout Arizona defense indeed and th- th- that's always going to be tough especially with Michael Vick because playing as quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers yes I think like this is going to be a bit of a tough one for the Steelers because Vickers did not play well against the Chargers the DT in fact it was quite bad apart from a, a really sweet bomb he threw to Marcus Wheaton um, he was a uh, well he was well he also he also to be fair to Vic he made a really clutch um, play with his feet during the last drive um, mm-hmm. yeah but I mean at the end of the day he's no Ben Roethlisberger as much as it pains me to say it he was not, he's the only not, thing they have in common is that they both well one of them should have and the other one did go to jail yeah apparently um, apparently in, in, the, in, in the Chargers game uh, Vic should have had should have been picked off three times like three, three dropped picks by the Chargers which you'd think that you'd think the Cardinals would snaffle at least a couple of those with people like Patrick Peterson back there um, yeah uh, he did throw one pick, but I think it's going to be a very tough night for Vickers. And uh, I mean, well, they could they could keep uh, they could keep sort of the, the the pass rush at bay a bit by establishing Le'Veon if they can. But uh, also, I think the problem is going to be that um, Arizona throws the ball really well. Yeah, but I mean, Vic is still starting in this game, but Big Ben is still going to be coming back soon. But I think he's apparently he's progressing quite well with his MCL strain. They were estimating that it'll take four to six weeks, and now it might be that he'll be on the shorter side of that. So he might be back in a couple of weeks, and that might be the end of Vickers's rather tenuous tenure there. Tenuous tenure, nice words. Um, yeah, good, good news for Antonio Brown owners everywhere. Um, but uh, so so, what do you think? What do you think of the Arizona offense then? So I mean, the Arizona. Off a really good running game to start with, 
uh, which is mostly featuring Johnsons, including but not limited to David Johnson, Chris Johnson. I think there's Samuel Johnson or possibly Lyndon B. Johnson. I'm not really sure. And uh, Andre Ellington, of course, has just come back from injury. He should change his name to Johnson. <laughs> Andre Johnson. <laughs> Andre Johnson. <laughs> he should change his name to Andre Johnson. It would be so good. They would be. It would. How confusing would that be for offensive coordinators? Johnson's on field. Where's John- one? Ah. Insane burst. Um, how's how, who do you think is the, the stronger of the two Johnsons, the two actual Johnsons on uh, on the end? I mean, Chris Johnson has just had a resurgent year. He's been playing really well throughout, and he's doing all the work. I mean, David Johnson still comes in occasionally for goal line work, but Chris Johnson's doing the bulk. He's carrying the bulk load. He's gone from CJ two yards to CJ too good to catch. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I hope you made that up. Um, of course I did. Yeah, it's terrible. Why would you expect someone else to do it? Was awesome. Um, so we've also got what I think is probably going to be more important because like, you know, CJ2K isn't whatever CJ2 yards isn't that great. But what I think is going to be more important is uh, that the Steelers uh, have not the skill to stop Carson Palmer carving them up with his mate Larry Fitz and yeah, this, uh, uh, Joe Ron and John Brown. <laughs> Joe Ron. The, uh, well, other than John Brown, we've got Chris Johnson, Carlton Palmer, Larry Fitzgerald. It's like 2007 all over again. Yeah. I mean, uh, Arizona had a solid offensive showing this weekend. Efficient. Did what they had to do, which wasn't a lot, because, you know, the Lions just basically gave them the ball. But, um, and the points. But, um, still, I mean, I think I think this is going to be, it's going to be in Pittsburgh. Um... But I think they're gonna they're gonna find unless unless something strange happens like the weather is unbelievably terrible, um, I think the Cardinals are gonna have a pretty pretty okay time throwing the ball against Pittsburgh. Well, they do, as you mentioned, they do have a lot of good receivers, and you you kind of neglected to mention Michael Floyd as well, who oh, crap, coming into the season was expected to be the best the, the top receiver. He was, he but was. He had he was suffering a broken finger, and didn't quite get back into the line early enough and now he's kind of trying to find a place on the squad which is saying something because he's a very talented receiver he is he is he, he only made one catch against Detroit he's been very quiet overall but uh, he's yeah. not he's not without abilities and uh, Arizona just has a, it just has some weapons it just has some weapons around Chris Johnson 100 yards on the ground against Detroit but so who do you think going to win the game? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's just I can't. I would have. I would have. I would have never thought that that Pittsburgh would win against um, in, in in San Diego. Even though San Diego aren't that amazing, but the thing is, I think they won because of a combination of rather fortuitous factors. So I would have to go against Pittsburgh here and uh, and go with with the Cardinals, who are currently one of the best teams in the league. Let's face it. According to my system they're the second best team in the league mm. their offense is just playing amazingly well and their D is very good as well their D is the third best in the league or fourth best they're the, they're the top five definitely and the offense is the second best so they're just they're playing really well all around but yeah. Pittsburgh have a really strong home advantage so the system predicts Pittsburgh to win by nearly a point wow are you going to go for Pittsburgh I am oh man 
Okay, in that case, I thought you were going to go for Arizona, but I, I'm going to go for Arizona. So did I, and then I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's very interesting. I, I, I'm going to go for them. I, I know you probably think that they're, they're going to win as well, but you're going to go with your system. Um, yeah. But, Should uh, we call that a bet, sir? Yeah, go on then. I mean, like, you know, if I can't win this. Seems <laughs> you made an absurd bet. Why don't I make one too? <laughs> what was the absurd bet? The Colts? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is a bit absurd. Um, yeah. But, you know... Um, the Cardinals, I think, you know, people are... I think they're, they're probably the, even the offense isn't getting quite... Well, maybe I'm speaking only for myself here. It's not getting quite the love it maybe deserves because last year they were also really good, but that was based almost entirely on defense because they didn't have Carson Palmer. Um, Their offense is playing incredibly well this year. They've scored over 40 points three times this season already out of their five games. Beasts. And, they create, and they create turnovers. As in, on defense. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, the offense creating turnovers is not a good thing. Yeah. Do you not get points for those? Um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, they're, they're for sure a very good team, and Bruce Arians has done a very good job with them. Uh, again, like he did last year. And I love his glasses, Bruce Arians, so top guy. Top guy all around. Um, so there you go. Uh, I believe that is another very healthy um, episode of uh, the NFL 20 podcast. In the can. Or in the phone. <laughs> we're going to pretend it's, we, we record this on film reel, so it's in the can, <laughs> okay? <laughs> uh, we record it in the bathroom, which is why it's in the can. Yeah, in the can. I'm on the can right now. I could be on the can. You could be on the can. We could both on be on the can. We probably should do an episode like that one day. Maybe the Pro Bowl preview or something. <laughs> and remember, you can always contact us at uh, on Twitter at NFL underscore 20 or you can email us nice long email ideas for what you want to see or hear in the podcast more accurately uh, at NFL20pod at gmail.com email us email us your dick pics (laughs) Uh, we'd like to thank Order 66 for the continued use of their wonderful opening track it's a it's it's a bomb ass track We'd also like to thank Skype for existing. Yes, and making these podcasts possible until Ambrish gets back from India. Which leads me to ask, Andrew, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Arizona. There you go.